And now, live from Pod Cabin in Burbank, California, it's Thursday on the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. He's a comedian you can find standing around the slot machine giggling. It's David Huntsberger. And she's a comedian and woman of the wilderness who looks fear dead in the eyes and says, I'm going to climb it. It's Renee Colbert. Tone Zone is here to show off his perfectly groomed nose hairs. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus. Say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Terminator over Give him a little scoot. <laughs> <laughs> just see bugs and just smash him Jesus. to death? I give him a scoot. A bit. Oh, that was a violent scoot. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, it's okay. Focused. Hello. No, you know what? I got to explain what just happened. Yes. And then, then and I'll then we can address the, them and okay. call them a carb. So there was a, a very like translucent looking, friendly little small. spider. Fun guy. Yeah. I didn't enjoy his presence. There was a little spider on the wall of the pod cabin. I didn't enjoy his presence because... The, he's not the first in, and I'm not going to get into the termites. <laughs> he's not the first insect I've spotted in here. I had it had been a few days, and I had to record an ad earlier. And I came in, and I'm like, "What's that thing attached to the wall over there?" And then I saw what I think is a tiny little worm over there, or it could be a leaf. I don't know. Probably. And then we started, and I'm like, "Oh, it's a." I would say he's like a mucus colored, mucus colored yeah. spider Didn't on the wall, seem threatening. Right, but then. What happened? You banged the wall and they thought that and you said, I dropped him. <laughs> and I, I was going to tell you, I don't think you made contact with him. Right. Renee, in case they don't know who's talking, who I'm talking of, to. Of what happened. Um, yeah. So you were just scaring him. I'll, I'll tell you exactly. I was like, I'm going to kill him. And then because uh, I was trying to impress my the company, I wanted to be like, yeah, Renee. But I was like, I can't. And then at the very end, I bailed in and I just flicked him across the room. Oh, I thought you squashed him. No, no, she didn't. Your Honor, permission to approach the bench. <laughs> okay, yes, David Huntsberger, welcome. It's an interesting uh, defense. The, the defense has presented uh-huh. here. However, she covered up her hand so as not sleeve. to get um, spider guts all yeah. over it, and then really aimed high and. Didn't understand the angle she was approaching from, and it came up short. Oh. So he was doing a full swing, like, you are going to be dead soon. And then her arm kind of caught, and oops, it was an inch short. And then the spider was like, ah, I'm walking here, and fell. (laughs) And then she loves Midnight Goblin. I dropped him. I mean that might have been a little bit more accurate, but I like my story better of I changed mid mid. I see. Yeah. My mind. It was sort of like an eighth grade musical where someone's supposed to punch someone and right. they like hit their own hand, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So anyway, where is our little yeah, puce colored friend? Oh, That's the crawling up your leg. We don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I'm going to keep an eye out. I'll let you Thank know. Thank you. All right. I feel then, confident. Well, and when I do find him and I will, uh, what, what is protocol? What would you like me to do? She's asking oh, for- you in the gentlest of terms, when can I kill this thing? <laughs> no, I don't when think can she I is. dispatch its life? No, I, I don't. I, I, d- Your Honor. Yes. <laughs> Redirect. This is a real case here. This is going to be three or four months. I think that she doesn't have it in her to kill him. Oh, and that's why the the swing came up short. Yeah, yeah that's why. I think I'm maybe. willing to talk to her <laughs> manslaughter. I also think she doesn't know how long her arms are. <laughs> that's <laughs> <or> spider. <laughs> exactly. What it's a, it's spider slaughter. I, 
Because what is that if we were to sentence me? And if I went in with premeditated, because I thought about it, yeah. uh, intent to murder, and then just came up with bad aim and short arms, do you get sentenced? Yeah, if he's still attempted murder. Right. Do it's people attempted. that <laughs> attempt like, murder just use that I, That's like just because I didn't hit you with the bullet, it shouldn't count. No, you still tried. Okay. Okay, I see which. Okay, that is there makes a sense. spider presiding over this or a human? So, I feel yeah. like that's gonna, who's, uh, yeah, who's we in need the jury? one of each. There does need <laughs> a jury, jury, jury of peers. Exactly. Is there a jury of peers or a jury yeah. of spiders? And which spiders are we talking? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like ones that look like this one, or ones that are like just tarantulas. Like, yeah. Yeah. Tarantulas are harmless, though, right? They're just fuzzies. most of them. Some of them can can have a little poison, but most of them are, are pretty harmless. Where's everybody's creepy call, crawly level? Like, has anybody thought that they felt a spider as of right now? No. No, okay. not yet. Okay. Although I appreciate Daniel trying to tell me that the spider's crawling up me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, by the way, to defend Renee, I don't think her peers are spiders. Oh, uh, anyway, yeah. protocol okay. is. Yes. yes. You have a defense team. <laughs> well, I was overturned mug or cup. Okay. Of which we don't have anything like that in here, but if we did, and then card slid under where you hope you don't catch the spider's feet if they have feet. Right. Okay. All right. That's what we do. Because if you have termites, you're going to want some spiders in here nibbling on them. Yeah. Oh. That's probably what he was brought in for. You know that nibbling on sponge cakes? <laughs> have we oh done my God, a car? maybe those are the reinforcements. <laughs> you know the nibbling on sponge cake song? That we should. <laughs> I like the, that's what you call it. <laughs> well, no, I mean the version where Greg Heller is singing okay, Nibbling on yes, Strange yes, Cakes. Yes. Um, there could be one called Nibbling on Termites. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd there be a good be. one. Anyway, hello, my little chocolate sauerkraut cakes. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. That particular disgusting sounding carbohydrate, no offense if that's your like what your wedding cake was made out of, um, was sent in by Holly. And she said, I know it sounds weird, but it's delicious. And I thought, no. Okay. It doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> Wait, doesn't say it sound again? a chocolate sauerkraut cake. Yeah, no, I don't think rough. that would please my palate. Mm-mm. And then I looked it up and I have to read a review. Okay. Here we go. I'm ready. I don't know if you guys will find this as amusing as I did, but this is on um, tasteofhome.com. Can I take a guess what I think it is? I would love that. I love a game that breaks out at any point. (laughs) Yeah. I think that it's someone that's familiar with this. Like, what I love in a chocolate sauerkraut cake is this, and this particular recipe is missing this, but it did have this unexpected spice that I thought was quite nice. So I'd give this chocolate sauerkraut cake three stars. Mm. Mm. That would have been good. (laughs) And so funny. This has elements of that. Okay. Okay. This has ingredients of that. This cake had good chocolate flavor and was nice and moist. My issue was that the texture of the sauerkraut was very (laughs) noticeable in the cake, which we did not like. (laughs) I would recommend pulsing the sauerkraut in a food processor rather than chopping it with a knife or a food chopper. Oh, yeah. That's probably helpful. It's similar to what you're saying. Anyway, um, yeah, lots of people are familiar with it and swear it's good. It has a good moist flavor because of the sauerkraut, but that sounds disgusting yeah. to me mm-hmm. i i won't make you do it now but i'm curious about the recipe did the recipe say to chop it or just say go ahead and open up that can drop it in oh yeah let's find out okay. uh hang on while what, we do this sauerkraut coming can jar 
bucket. Uh, it comes in a jar. <laughs> just looks right at Tony. <laughs> yeah. The, the resident sauerkraut expert. I'm doing a good job assessing things tonight. I know exactly how long my arm is. I know who at the table knows about mm-hmm. sauerkraut. Thank you. If you have any further questions, come to me. I'm never wrong. Okay. Three quarters of a cup sauerkraut drained, squeezed dry, and chopped. I got to find chopped? the part of the... Um, Okay. In a bowl, cream the butter and sugar. Add one egg at a time, beating well after each. Add vanilla, combine flour, cocoa, baking powder, baking soda, and salt. Add to the cream mixture alternately with water, stir in sauerkraut. Hmm. Pour in two greased and floured eight-inch round baking pans. This that's just part of the recipe. So seem like they were trying to make a normal cake and then accidentally dumped in sauerkraut when they meant to dump in something else. But it was well, like, we're going with it. Did you guys see that episode of Friends? There's nothing more basic than quoting an episode of Friends, but where <laughs> Rachel makes the trifle, but the two pages oh, of the, right. yeah. the magazine get stuck together and she puts ground beef in it. That's beef. what this sounds like. Yeah, agreed. Anyway, I would like to say hello. Oh, I would like, but Patreon is a place where all sorts of fun <laughs> stuff happens. I just Patreon. had a, a bonus episode with Jackie Johnson and it was so gossipy and juicy and she said that's some tea honey i don't even talk about that on my show and i've been tempted to either make an audiogram of it or use it as a poll quote which is like the poor man's audiogram because it's you know expresses the same thing but then i worry that she'd be like don't advertise that i'm sharing things there that i'm not sharing on my own show i gotta check with her how she feels about it i she seems cool. I think she. So long she's as it's cool. just like I talked about things I don't usually talk about. As, not with the thing not the is. things. I think yeah. she's fine. Yeah. But anyway, patreoncom slash Rose, and you can also submit carbs. They they can be a combination of sweet and savory, or they can just be bakery items that don't have sauerkraut in them. <laughs> patreoncom slash Rosen. Patreon. Oh, oh my god. Oh my. Was that, was that me? you? That was no. Was that, that was me with the bass. I believe so. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't recognize it. I didn't recognize you. it either. It's what, too cool. It's pretty Wait. good. That might be the replacement. What's your big junk, Dave? Mr. Big Junk is not me. I don't know why I got associated with that clearly weird character that just hangs out on Tony's Facebook page. I would like to say hello to my guest, Renee Colvert. Hello. Welcome back. Hello. Thank you for having me. The listeners don't know, yes. and I'm just going to make them hungry for this, what I'm about to say. Okay. Your hair smells like vanilla. Ugh. Thanks. It smells really good. That's so nice. And now they're going to be hungry for your they, hair. They want to know. Yeah. How do you make it smell like vanilla? <laughs> and how do you? I I wash it. Uh, with, I, well, uh, I do the same, but it doesn't smell like vanilla. Virtue is the new uh, Instagram uh, hoax I that, I have, uh, <laughs> that I have. Coronavirus to. is the new hoax. Sure. Well, yeah. Um, maybe. We'll see. Uh, but for right now, it's just uh, virtue. It's fine. Mm. Okay. But it smells good. Yeah. Fine, but smells Not good. Bad. You could do worse. Thank Dave you. Huntsberger. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Thanks. It's nice to be back. We were talking beforehand. It didn't, doesn't feel like it's been as long as it really was. How long was it really? really? Like six weeks or so. Yeah, almost two months. That's too long. It's way yeah. too long. I know. Yeah. We got a lot of catching up with you to do. <laughs> yeah. And my suspicion is you're already tired of talking about your new short hair. So I will lop off one minute from the 25 <laughs> minutes I want to devote to it. I want to also want to hear about your show and everything. Sure. Renee, I'm also going to need to catch up with you. Yes. Okay. Daniel. Hi. Can I'm I up? add one yeah. thing? Yeah. If we do catch the spider before we do anything with it, when we release it from the cup, could we hold it up to a microphone to see if it will sing the song about the, the cake? 
I think it probably will, right? Yeah. Don't you smoke? Kn- oh, nibbling on, on termites? Yeah. 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 And then like, you, you want your freedom dance for it, boy. <laughs> right. And then we let it sing. That'd be I fun. I mean, honestly, I would accept a different song, too. Okay. I- any spider song is fine with me. <laughs> yeah. It'd be okay. Uh, Sing us one of those old timey spider right, songs. Right. But is he also, and now I'm worried because he's technically the plaintiff in this. Like, is he the one who's going to get me accused of? Oh. Yeah. I mean, okay. this is part of discovery, though. We, we made a motion to present yeah. this. Yeah. You know what? I did what I did. Unrepentant. <laughs> <laughs> so if I were your lawyer, I would not. Don't I would not advise you to take the stand. <laughs> Trust the professionals, okay, Renee. You're okay. like, no, I did what I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's an admission of guilt. Yeah. <laughs> One of the most concise. Right. <laughs> Daniel Quantz. Hi. Hello. How's everybody doing? We're good. How are you doing? I'm all right. Um, I did not. I loved your intro. I could use some clarification on the Dave joke. He was talking about when he was a kid going to the slot machines and they would get kicked out because they'd be giggling around the slot machines. Oh, right. Yeah. Good Ooh, memory. Good reference. It was, it, we'd be giggling because we were getting away with it. Right. So you could play a few hands and like just watching your friend play was clearly underage and like, there's a there's a feeling when you're doing anything illegal, but particularly when you're a kid at a slot machine, that there would be like, and maybe there is now like facial recognition software or something that would like when you touched the handle or the button, go, eh, you're a child because <laughs> ID. But it doesn't care. It's just up to some security guard yeah. who does not care, and they right. would just stroll over and be like, come on, guys, you know you can't be here. So you could get a few hands in, and there was just a giggle fest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my. I think I've shared before that my parents' favorite vacation spot was Las Vegas, mm-hmm. uh, way back before it was family friendly. So really, it was just circus, circus, and um, the gift shop. That's all yeah. there was in the pool. Uh, but anyway, my mom had me. I was like one, and my mom had me in a stroller, or maybe I was even younger than that. Maybe I was an infant, and she was strolling me through the casino, and she got like pulled over and told that yeah, you can't have. Children can't be in the casino. And she thinks it's so funny, which it kind of is, because, like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Gamble. Yeah. Take the free drink. Right. Right. <laughs> but rules are rules. Mm. Tone Zone. Hi. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. you you've you now been here for two shows in a row, right? Uh, I think so. Or yeah, I th- yeah, I think so. It feels good. Right? But We're back on track, baby. I feel like we are. <laughs> you posted earlier uh, that in your calendar it said 6 p.m. podcast. Oh, yeah. Question mark. But you didn't know what that referred to. Did you get it straightened out? Uh, I I did, actually. Uh, and of all people, I, I kind of posted that. I mean, it was for real that I, I didn't know what this was because I work for several shows. And I just in my calendar had podcast, question mark, and Thursday at 6 or something. <laughs> just so like, you know, no we, like to, we like to pretend you're only ours. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. That's what I meant. Uh, <laughs> and I know that that kills your story. Go ahead. So, so I threw it out there, but, kind of, you know, like not really expecting anyone to have an answer, just like basically saying, hey, I'm stupid. Yeah. And uh, of, of all people that actually supplied the right answer, Doug Benson chimes in. Oh. And he says, I think it's for uh, dining with Doug and Karen. Oh, nice. And I was like, yes, you are absolutely right. Because I've been recording some of those when they happen lately. So. Oh, I didn't know you were doing those. Uh, it's vi- it's like once, maybe every two months or something. Like it's very minimal. That's cool. Um, so yeah, but and then now I don't even think it's happening though. I think it's going to get pushed back a week. So mm. good. It's capper interesting. To the story. I did that show a long time ago. 
um, and I had fun, and I would like to come back. But it's interesting that they have a show where they eat food because, in general, yeah. people don't love, they don't relish hearing food being eaten into a mic. And yet, I think that sh- like people like that show. It's a yeah. good show. And it's a it's 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 a hard move to pull off, but it they is. but I they do it. They did it. Um, Dave, yeah, I met you through Doug. Yeah, have you done this show that we're talking about? Yeah, I, uh, similar to you, I did it a few times right when it was just getting going. I think, and I haven't done it in years. But I always enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Like some of the chefs would drive in from pretty far away and make these delicious meals just kind of to get the word out about their stuff. So it felt like a really great ecosystem where they were getting something out of it. You're getting food out of it. Mm-hmm. Doug and Karen are getting to catch up, and they get a guest out of it. It feels like an, I love that. Everybody right. wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when I did it, it was at Nerd Melt. Yeah. But I think now they're doing it at restaurants, Yeah, right? we actually go to the restaurants since they don't have like a home base studio. Right. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Speaking of sauerkraut cake and foods and whatnot, let's do something un... What's the word? Precedent. Unpre- Thank you. You're welcome. Whoa. Man, Whoa. you nailed that word in a way that you did not nail that spider, but you wanted to. <laughs> Unprecedented. We're going to do snack chat at the top of the show because everyone is holding off on enjoying something in front of them, and I can't do that to them any longer. Let's hear the song. Do you want the song or the drop? We want the song. Okay. Full song. Mm-hmm. All right. Tony arrived holding beer. And I thought, oh, he brought beer. Usually Daniel offers beer. Not realizing it was the special Motion City soundtrack beer. Yes. Direct from the Abel Seed House and Brewery in Minneapolis. The can is so cool. <clears throat> yeah, I uh I'm very happy with how it came out. Yeah, the the can uh the design on the can uh designed by Todd Alcott who also did my uh Bizarre Albums uh artwork. Well, he's pretty so he's pretty talented. talented and it smells great. It has a a code on the side that I said I imagine if you scan it, it gives you a Spotify playlist. Oh, really? It says the Motion City Soundtracks 2020 Tour Van Playlist. That's nuts. what would that be? I that's a good question. I kind of forgot it was on the can until you asked me about it. And Isn't also, it? we I weren't in a van. Tour van playlist. Well, van. The way you said it, van was like in twenty-two point. Mm. Well, the question is: Is it a playlist of songs you guys like to play in a van, or is it like is it the the band's? favorite songs or is it a playlist of your songs that are meant to be played in a van which one goes with how you said it <laughs> don't dissect what i just said <laughs> all right <laughs> i won't dissect it <laughs> or, or that <laughs> i think i think i wasn't i was not involved in the playlist part i think i think some of the guys just like picked a handful of songs and it's what not would, our songs i don't believe. what would be a song on your van playlist on my your van playlist. Uh, uh, currently uh I I've not been able to stop listening to Joe Jackson lately. So anything Ooh. off the first Joe Jackson album. Interesting. Cool. There you go. There you go. Um, now you know. Is she really going out with him? That sounds good. That's a great song. <laughs> <laughs> is she? How's it end? Mm, oh, how does it end? <laughs> yeah, have to listen. <laughs> um, but what is the story behind this beer? Uh, 
This is a brewery, <clears throat> excuse me, a brewery in Minneapolis. Uh, somebody that uh, is kind of like a high up at the brewery. Uh, his wife is an old friend of specifically our bass player. And uh, they just kind of reached out and were like, hey, would you guys want to do a collaboration beer with the brewery kind of uh, in conjunction with the, the tour that you're doing? And so we said yes. And uh, me and a couple of the guys flew to Minneapolis a couple of days after Christmas and actually were there for like the start of the big brewing process. Uh, and by that, I say mean like a couple of the guys like dumped a bucket of hops into the giant thing. <laughs> and that's kind of really what we did. Uh, and but it was cool to be there and like see it happening. And then uh, did yeah, either like, of you end up in the vat by accident? No. Was there I mean, yes. a discussion of what it should um, be? I'm trying to use beer language. The flavor profile and stuff. Yeah, there was that the was a that was, yeah that was a discussion. And our uh, even though I like beer a lot, I'm not a beer snob, and I'm I'm bad at at like pinpointing exactly what I would want and all that. And but a couple of the other guys mm-hmm. are like very into that. And uh, one guy in particular, like even like was like asking about certain types of hops and everything. So, uh, yeah, it actually was kind of uh, collaborative. Dave, you make beer sometimes. Yeah. Would you call yourself a beer snob or someone <clears throat> who has the ability to detect notes? I'm always trying to convince people around me that I am a tried and true hipster. Okay. Because <laughs> I make stuff. Like yeah. make stuff out of you wood. Made shoes. I make my shoes. I make beer from time to time. But I don't have a good enough. Uh, like no, I don't. I don't think I understand it well enough to like condemn someone for an order they made. Mm. I would just be curious. That's like, next what? level shit, right? Yeah, there. that's what I think that. gives them a bad name. Like, oh, you know, that's actually got. I think when the word yeah, actually, actually comes actually. in, <laughs> stay far away yeah, from that. Get out of there. Uh, but the, the other day, I was at a bar and uh, I was asking because I'd had a beer and I I wasn't far from my house and I was like, ah, I'd like to have another one, but I. I don't want to get too drunk, so I wanted to know the alcohol content, and they were just selling them like this in cans. So I asked, and the guy goes, oh, the one you just had was whatever percentage. And I was like, oh, I'd want something a little less than that. So we're trying to look on the second can, and this guy sitting at the bar <laughs> goes, just drink your beer, man. It's not that hard. Oh, man. <laughs> oh wow. I, All right. Yeah, it, didn't, actually, it was a real dick move. It is that hard. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you spent, nowadays, like, beer is expensive. To so buy a beer at a bar, and I was like, give me whatever. <laughs> so I do feel a little snobbish that way. Um, and yeah, I can tell. Like, this, I feel like I'm starting to get where I can tell the different types of hops or the the minute point that they put it in so you're doing like a 60 minute boil oh boy yeah so a little bit i'm sure bruised by don is listening hopefully going like (laughs) oh yeah i can tell that (laughs) but certain like citra hops or cascade or galaxy i think if i have beers that have those sometimes i'm like oh that definitely has galaxy hops because it's a little more this Mm. and maybe it's skunkier tasting or something but to answer your question, no. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, pass that. Can you pass that beer down? I'm going to taste it. So uh, I don't. I don't normally drink anymore. Uh, however, I am really good at eating something and being like, "There's this herb in it," or whatever. There we go. So All perhaps right. I can detect something. How's it smell? It smells citrusy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Correct. It smells really good. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> what do you got? It tastes like a little bit like Sierra Nevada, but like with citrus in it. Yeah. Yep. It's a little juicier, yes. like a, kind of not fruity, but yeah, all the things you mentioned, a little more citrusy, 
So the hazy IPAs are really popular now because of that. They're a little less like bitter and yeah. I would say not as bitter as a uh, Sierra. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, what we did uh, at the brewery is we just had a big bucket that we just dumped Sierra Nevada in. It tastes like (laughs) Sierra Nevada and like a couple dropperfuls of Hefeweizen. Is that what it is? Yeah, no? pretty much a little, little uh, <laughs> dropper of blue moon went in there. <laughs> People don't know that's how mm-hmm. it's made. It's really good. It's delicious. It is really good. It's so good. I have beer all the time on my podcast, and I've had like brewers come out. I've gone to a brewery to do it, and I think overwhelmingly what I find is like 95% of beer is pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. So it's weird to taste one and be like, oh, I don't like this. Usually, even if it's something I don't like, I'm like I could see why people would like this. Right. It's just maybe too... Coors Light is not so great. Yeah, we went, I don't think we would drink that. But sure. I try to be. If people, if I go like, "What do you like?" and someone goes, oh, "I like this," I'll usually try to get a version of that that maybe they haven't heard of. If that makes any yeah. sense, mm-hmm. rather than like, "Well, everyone's had yeah. Coors Light," so I don't really. In defense of Coors Light, I mm-hmm. think it's good on a. It is actually a refreshing beer. Like if it's a hot summer day mm. and someone actually, hands you a nice cold like yeah, <laughs> actually. right. Well, I haven't had one since college. I remember not liking the taste in college. It goes it goes down real easy. I mean, yeah. it's they're not yeah. they're not 100 know. degrees out, you definitely don't want this beer. Yeah. It's delicious as it is. If you're yeah. out like on a a lake or something. Yeah. I don't know that I'd ever want I don't think I want a but I don't think I'd want a beer if it were 100 degrees out. I just yeah. want to go inside. Get water. Oh, we're inside. I guess. <laughs> uh, can I talk to you guys about Embark DNA Breed and Health Kit? Because mm. I have some big personal about Wendy news. I, my own personal news is that my left eye won't stop twitching. Oh, my oh, news no. about Wendy. So anyway, Embark uh, Dog DNA Breed and Health Kit uh, detects over 250 breeds and screens for 170 plus genetic health conditions so you can know how to best care for your dog and create a training and uh, health plan. And other d- dog DNA kits, they d- are not nearly as comprehensive or as thorough. But uh, we did this with Wendy, and then you can create a profile for your dog, and you can upload a picture, and then you can connect with relatives. And before, uh, just her little, it's like, say a story about your dog, and it's just a, thing, a little like line that appears under her picture, and I just wrote fat, period. And every time I looked at it, it cracked me up so much, because usually it's like, you know, pretty princess from Poland, like, arrives in Florida or something like that, so I just wrote fat. But I changed it today. Because she's not really fat she anymore. Ah, which you changed it to? What's the new update? Opinionated. Oh, fun. I didn't how <laughs> I wanted to write crazy. Okay, hold on. Yeah. That's not you think, oh that's right. It's not a lie. No. I know. She does have opinions. She is and extremely opinionated. Yes. Her opinion is pretty much I would like treats. I yeah. prefer treats. <laughs> well, I reached out to the owners of Paddington with mm-hmm. whom she shares sixty percent of her DNA. Wow. I have not heard back yet. Okay. But I'm curious to find out. Is Paddington actually like a close relative? Because they're co- as connected as close relatives are. Or is it like all Cavalier King Charles Spaniels are this? Con- I don't know. Mm. We'll find out though. Um, but anyway, I, but I've, I've escalated my relationship with Embark in that now I am connecting to other people What's who next? have. Yeah, um, updating your status. This is you're in. I know you're in. I'm man. in for the long haul, you guys. Mm. I love it though. Uh, Jackie Johnson, who I mentioned before, I think think mm-hmm. yes i yeah. did yeah. uh she did this with chooch using my code and she found she had done uh breed detection with other companies before with chooch and they never had the detail that embark does and they screen for genetic health conditions so it's great um i recommend them highly 
Number one rated by customers, and they're uh, connected with Cornell, too, so there's a big research component. Right now, Embark has an exclusive offer you can't get anywhere else. Go to EmbarkVet.com now and use promo code BESTFRIEND to save 15% off your dog DNA test kit. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use promo code BESTFRIEND to save. Again, that's EmbarkVet.com, promo code BESTFRIEND to save. You guys, I think I'm feeling that beer. (laughs) I know that I had a sip and a half. One sip. No, I had a sip and a half. Okay. Maybe I only had one sip. And one sniff. One one sip, one (laughs) sniff. The sniff is where it got me. (laughs) It is 5.7% alcohol. It would have been too high for Dave. Dude, just drink your beer. (laughs) Dude, just drink. It's not that hard. It was the not that hard that didn't catch me. I think he just didn't register to me. And after we went back to our table, my friend was like, that guy was like talking shit to you. And then I was thinking of all these great things where I, in the moment, have been great. Like, yeah. You better be careful who you talk to like that. Just that as a heads up, dude. That would have been good. I'm fine with it, but you might get your head smashed into this bar if you say that to the wrong person. Wouldn't that be great? That'd be great. And he goes, what are you going to do? Like, not me. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I don't care. But I thought it was better to just, I never asked him for shit in the beginning. So when I ignored him throughout as he was trying to like chime mm-hmm. into our conversation. So when he said that, I just continued to ignore him like, you're just one of those bar guys. Yeah. You're like a Cliff Clavin. You've got to like get your, <laughs> your, cell, your imprint into every conversation. It didn't, it didn't impact me. And then I was like, I should give a shit. I should have like, what'd you say, dude? I should have been more of like a bar. That's what he wanted though. Yeah. You did best. You got to ignore bad behavior. But you want to be aware that you're ignoring it. Oh, yeah. Like if someone's talking yeah. shit directly to your face, then you walk away like, did that guy just say he was going to murder me? <laughs> yeah, you want to be Yeah, I present. always find it unnerving when someone lets you know that someone else was being a dick to you and you didn't notice it. Yeah. It also feels very unjust. I mean, that's my, that's my own personal Because why would anybody be mean to you? That's how I feel. Come on. I mean, I'm just going about trying to spread joy, getting drunk off my one and a half sips of beer. And so when someone has it out for me, I'm like, what? What are you There's been saying? some kind of error. Yeah. yeah. How could you be mad at a beam of sunshine? You couldn't. I pooped in front of Daniel this morning. Oh, oh boy. Jesus. I thought you'd forget about that. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. How did this happen to I was in the bathroom and getting ready. to us? Okay. And she, she's like, I'm going to pee. And, and then there was more. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's just like, don't act surprised like you didn't know that this was going to happen. What? I knew, okay, look. I did claim the, I didn't know it was a surprise. You're but like, the, oh, but tee I didn't know. I thought I was just going to be peeing. <laughs> the truth is, I have. <laughs> I did have a hunch. Yeah, I know you had a hunch. A bit, I'm a human. A bit of a it hunch. would be way yeah. more worrisome if you didn't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Now, how many bathrooms do you guys have in the house? Three. Okay. Wow. So with the hunch, uh, with the hunch on the horizon, you're I like, know. no, this there's, is the one to use. There's reasons <laughs> I didn't opt for the other ones. I mentioned this, Renee. Okay, I pointed yes. that out. We have others. <laughs> what are those reasons? When I yeah, first started it? doing this show, there was a lot of talk of, I think it would be good for our relationship if we were comfortable enough. Yeah. Like in rom-coms, right. the little, yeah. Just <laughs> well, you it's heard that there. from it's one still, side, I think. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like that was the, and I sided with Daniel of like, it's okay to have mystery. privacy. It's a mystery. But yeah. mm-hmm. as I said, when he was groaning, rolling his <laughs> eyes, and making a big stink, Who one of us was making a stink and it wasn't me, <laughs> about this, I said, you watched two children come out of me. 
and you didn't poop during either of them. <laughs> yeah, but also you at the end of that you look at a child and go, "Oh, look at this beautiful child." And you get to take it with you. Yeah. Right. That's why I said if you were delivering a baby, I'd feel differently. Yeah. You were not. Right. I know. And then I became hugely self-conscious. And so I grabbed As you should I, yeah, grabbed, I knew you had that coming uh, <laughs> I grabbed No I was still on the toilet While I felt self-conscious It, it oh, hit yeah. me As well, it was they, happening Yeah Okay And then, so I grabbed a towel And I draped it over myself yeah. To hide to, uh, to create some privacy and I, and I didn't know where you went <laughs> So that worked Totally worked I was like Oh geez, She just decided even, to take did off Did you even notice That I was hiding under a towel though? No I thought you took off I thought you were No for real did I notice you were hiding under a towel? Yeah. Well, to my mind, you were trying to avoid the whole thing. What do you situ- think I thought you were doing? <laughs> oh, I guess she thinks here. it's Halloween. <laughs> Are you going to a costume party, honey? <gasps> honey, if you're in the house, oh, there's something in our bathroom. It's, uh, I guess we have a towel ghost. Anyway, yeah. wherever you are, I'm heading to work. <laughs> well, you had your back to me. So uh-huh. I thought... <laughs> I did. I thought that maybe I was under the towel... <laughs> laughing and i thought <laughs> but also feeling embarrassed mm. but also laughing because mm-hmm. that's what i do when i'm of like course. hence now right mm-hmm. um b- but i do think it's legitimately <laughs> funny but i thought maybe you just hadn't even turned around so you didn't see that i, I was, created the privacy you so desperately wanted i hadn't turned around i think you were under the towel for a while before i noticed because <laughs> i was trying not to turn around right and then i and then i looked saw you and knew that that was the time to get out <laughs> can finally scooch by uh, <laughs> how long were you under that towel waiting for him to say something about you being under a towel uh, what do you think hour <laughs> did it feel like a couple cool little like poop fart there poop fort in there when yeah, you're in your I feel little, like, like solitude it kinda? did i did feel like oh this is creating it's making it worse for you. Yeah. Mm. Maybe helping the rest of the room, but No, I swear, this really wasn't a... St- a stinky As I... In my, in my defense... It wasn't... Uh, you sitting there, you telling us you shit don't stink? Is that what you're saying to us? Actually, I am. Green. As I said yes. to Daniel, and when I was trying to mount It wasn't a defense, full mud pie. <laughs> that's not what I said. I said, I'll have you know... I, what did I say? I said... Um, okay, look, I'm sorry, <laughs> but if it helps things, I knew it was going to be a dainty situation. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Oh, so this eliminates I mean, the hunch, however. I know. See? Yeah. Well, and then also, Jeez. what's your... Wow. <laughs> the prosecution rests. <laughs> yeah. Remember I said I suspected? Nah, it's too late to walk it back I, now. See, yeah. I think that you are I on... I said there are certain situations where I wouldn't have done this, and I think we all know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you are like, trying to to get me used to this so that <laughs> you can freely yeah. use the bathrooms whenever you want, no matter where I am. Yeah. And the, I mean, that sounds like a nice life. <laughs> yes. And so that's the impulse here. Right. And uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, if we're going to sum this up, I would say you had a hunch that this dainty poop was the perfect <laughs> right. wedge Gateway. to begin right. creating right. what will be a future of you pooping without abandon right. in any room at any time. With no towels, <laughs> as starts, far as the eye can see. It starts with a squeeze, plop. <laughs> to like to like the next time it's a little more and then you know in 
Uh, two months. Yeah. It's just so <laughs> glad we're this close. Yeah. That's the hope. But I will resist. <laughs> I am not down I with this progress. Was, okay. I'm full I'm fully incriminating myself now. But I think I was like <laughs> 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 like, I did what I did. I did what I did. Like, oh my god, what if I just sat down right here and pooped right now? <laughs> <laughs> and then once it happened, I felt bad. Yeah, <laughs> I, I bit off more than I could. I wasn't ready for it. I feel like that's how Wendy thinks too. <laughs> no, she'll just be walking along and she'll be like, "Oh, what would happen if I just pooped right here, right now?" It's just you're saying it with such carpe diem about it. It really was. I was like, "If not what now, if I'm when?" Ready for yeah. If not me, who? <laughs> I will say this: <laughs> we live our lives in these like tightly constrained, you know, by yeah, these rules, I don't and it's want like to anymore. sometimes it's very liberating to just push the boundaries. That's you know? what I did, but then I realized so, I didn't. It happened too too much too soon. Careful oh, what you wish yeah. for. Oh yeah. Because when you said, "Honey," <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, "Oh, oh, yeah." Better put the towel over me. Better, yeah. Better hide it. Well. Yeah. yeah. The rules you speak of, though, are in a relationship or when you're sh- cohabitating with someone, whether yeah. it's roommates or whatever, everyone has <clears throat> created the rules for everyone else in the house. So a rule I would like is if you didn't drink directly from the milk I bought, and if you do, it's yours. Or when you do, don't leave it out on the counter with, say, the cap off. Things sure. like this. So then if you go, it just feels good to live outside the rules sometimes. <laughs> right. You're only breaking your partner's rule. Right, right. And right. that hopefully is still um, sacred in some ways. Respectful. What? Respectful. Their wishes for how we are live. Yeah, yeah. I have mm. curiosity. I see your point. Around the speed with which you flush. Because I feel like that, that makes it okay. As soon as it's gone, <clears throat> then it never happened. Absolutely I almost not. flushed while I was still sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The tone that I'm hearing out of Allison's voice uh, is... One that's not particularly remorseful and is likely going to do this again. Oh, probably. Yes. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. oh, no. Yes. Take all but... the towels out of the bathroom. <laughs> Get them out. Don't let her have it her fork. It's definitely happening again. <laughs> and also, <laughs> the, the, the belching has really <laughs> ramped up. It's like I'm living with a truck driver in the house. It's just... Bleh, bleh. And it's, I have been trying to urge. Like, I know, I know that you're human and you're trying to express your humanity, and I support that. It's good. Except, I have never fantasized about living with and sleeping with a beer guzzling, meth snorting, stripper killing truck driver. <laughs> so I apologize. I and you tried you you presented like a really sound argument, <laughs> which was <laughs> we, were having, <laughs> we were having dinner, and you're like, "Honey, I don't manners, Elliot." You're like, "I don't think we should." What did, what did you say? You're like, "I think we should." I don't know that we should good be setting manners. a better example <laughs> for our son to model for Elliot. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, you're right. And it, it was a very good point. 
I just keep, I just keep forgetting. I mean, he's I just going to be belching and farting, on it, and all the kids are going to be thinking he's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you, like I'm very childish. Okay, yeah, uh, you know you're not so fart and poop free either. I'm a dude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's a good point. Listen. Yes. Do you guys know that I'm doing Jenny Craig? What? I am. They're a sponsor and I and they're sending me food and I'm doing it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I mentioned before I've never I've I've had such a, a long life of trying different diets and yet I've never done one before where they provide all the food and I it's a revelation. I can't believe I've never done this before. It's so nice to just be like, "Oh, here's my menu for this week. Here's all the food. My freezer is filled with it." Uh, and it's all really good. Daniel has tried some of it. It's good. Elliot has too. And if a three-year-old doesn't turn his nose up, then you know. That's true. That's, yeah, it's good. I'm not, look, I'm not saying I'm giving them a ton of it. I'm just saying if I am eating it, then Elliot's like, oh, I want to try that. Um, and like, it's a really good variety. And yeah, it's really good. With Jenny Craig's new program, My Rapid Results, powered by science, you'll get a weight loss plan personalized to you and a customized menu that tells you what to eat when, uh, Personalized weight loss plan is based on your DNA, so the plan is scientifically customized to you. You can find out which program is best for you based on 15 different genetic markers. And I have my weight... What is the Jenny Craig term? My coach, my consultant. I have a person that I talk to every week. Her name is Jeanette, and I'm giving her weight. Much like with Daniel, I give her way too much info. She loves it. Because she asks these open-ended questions. Like, first, you know, we go through, like, how'd your week go? You know, what have you been doing for movement? And then you, like, place your order for the food. And then she's like, so what do you got coming up this week? And I really think she's, what she's saying is, are you going, is there an event coming up? Anything where you're, like, you know, concerned about sticking to the plan or anything. But I just answer it like she's my therapist. And <laughs> I just want to say, Jeanette, I'm sorry. But I really, I love you. Are these phone conversations or text? Phone conversations. Ooh. Yeah, but you can, I, you can also do it on email or you can also go into a center and do all the stuff in the center. But when you have Jeanette, you want yeah, to talk yeah, to her. Yeah, you want to talk to Jeanette. Yeah. I want to talk to Jeanette. We all do. Let's call her now. <laughs> oh, my God. Get in here. Oh, my God. It's so tempting. If you're ready to see results and get the personal motivation you need to reach your goal, you've got to try Jenny Craig. And for a limited time, listeners to my podcast can lose 16 pounds for $16 plus the cost of food. Plus, you get $100 in free food and a free weight loss DNA kit with purchase when you go to JennyCraig.com slash best friend. That's JennyCraig.com slash best friend. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. David. Yeah. How did your uh, taping go? And please fill us in on the new do. (laughs) (laughs) It went uh, well. um, I'd like to do a uh, an audio tip of the cap to jennifer tokaji who oh yes was a listener. she's she was great like, yeah she was very proactive and like getting tickets ahead of time and letting me know like i'm coming <laughs> that was great um no and then jessica drove up from uh like where they live close to san diego oh from um <clears throat> oh my god i did his podcast you me and empathy like yes me. yeah everyone check out that podcast yeah very sweet guy and they're they're both just delightful yeah and then, uh, so there are a number of people that drove in uh, my friend joel surprised me drove in from phoenix i mean or he flew in but still people came in it was yeah. really fun to like have cool. a whole group there and then um uh i had a friend of a friend who was gonna do the haircutting and i you know like when you set a date for something 
anyone that has that coming up, you're like, oh, what if this happened? He's kind of like try to tune that out. And then, of course, I got sick like the week beforehand. Mm. And then I think that was the last time I was in here. I, sick, kind of, yeah. I had the sniffles a little bit. And then I was like, I need to just rest and get over this. And then it just fully set in. Oh, so no. it was like drinking tea all week and uh, kind of going like, well, this gives me more time to just kind of be on top of everything. And then uh, the person I had lined up to cut my hair like three or four days in advance was like, hey, I got another gig that's you know a longer one. It's not just one day, but I've replaced myself. And so this girl that I had no familiarity with came in and knew everything, like cut my hair. It was nice. And then uh, – Wait, what did she need <clears throat> to know? It was so long. Like I wanted to save it so I could send it off. Mm. And she knew how to like bundle that up oh, and cool. cut it into oh, like nice. a bunch of different ponytails. And then, so and we, you cut it before the special? Or yeah, after? like hours okay. before. Oh wow! Then, yeah, so I think we were talking about that last time. Of like, wouldn't you want to kind of? Yes, I, I was <clears> saying <throat> if you're filming a big special, wouldn't you want to do it some days in advance in case you need to regrow it real fast? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like I, I mean, I had thought of that. Like the concept, any haircut would have sufficed. It just it it wasn't that important. I mean, it had to look somewhat sharp. But how it is now, like a month later, is more kind of how I envisioned it. So then I was thinking about like, oh, yeah, it would have – if it were possible to do it that way, I would have given it like mm. a month to do. But, but you couldn't because you were filming something Yeah, we filmed stuff like the right? day of, yeah, where I had long hair as Just well. Just refilmed oh, wow. some right. green screen shots of yourself and then digitally <laughs> put uh, – yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's easy. Yeah, that's what I should do. Were you nervous yeah. about the uh, change of the of the guard to cut your hair? A little, yeah. yeah. Um, I just feel like any, you know, like, I don't know what it's equivalent to, but if you were going to drive a rental car and then they were like, we're out of that car, but we have this other one, you didn't drive the first car, you, but there's still a part of you that's like, hope the second one's as good as the first. <laughs> yeah, I've read some true. reviews. Yeah. Yeah. You just have this built-in kind of, so I think it was a little bit of that of like, oh no, what if, what if she's just doing a friend a favor and that person ends up being terrible? But she was a delight, so she was really great. And I thought it, it, um, it looked fine. So there was no part of me that was like, oh, why? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the taping itself went fine. It was really weird, like, doing all the stuff, like, organizing, kind of producing, and then you got to, like, kind of, all right, now let's go, like, do all these jokes. And remember, mm-hmm. um, but it went fine. I thought it was really fun. Good. Nice. And Jeff yeah. uh, helped out, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Jeff Fox, Colonel Jeff Fox was there, which was great. And so he was on top of it. The people at the theater were really, he had worked with some of them before, so everything was very technically proficient. There Good. wasn't a lot cool. of, like, oh, hey, one of the channels is off, or we, <laughs> we didn't record, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there was none of that. Everything was, like, you got it exactly how we wanted. I think you'll like it. So now we're just editing it together, and it's going good so far. So are I'm, you editing it? <clears throat> um, I'm. Do you edit? Assisting. I can edit really, like chop stuff, drag it in, put transitions <laughs> on it. But as far as like having multicam things, or just mm-hmm. there's so many files. Like knowing where they are is a big part of it. And so uh, my friend Max is helping. He's very good. Where'd you send the hair? Good. I did a bunch of research this time, and I think I did locks for tots because they were one that like had good reviews, and they send you like a certificate saying like we got it, we got your hair. And is it like little wigs for kids that are sick or something, or what's the? Yeah, they they it's mostly like cancer kids, and yeah. so I was like, they you know, when you send it in, is they have a thing like any any specific requests and i was like i would like to see where this goes if that's a possibility but it's on the thing says it sometimes takes them like 18 months huh. so potentially if they pair someone up with it 
in quite a while from now. I'd like to see it. I don't yeah. know. I, yeah. I think that in some way takes away from it being a selfless act to some mm-hmm. degree. But I didn't do it to do it as a selfless act. I want something <laughs> I out of this. It. I want yeah. yeah, I want to see this kid racing around, like, enjoying that hair. So <laughs> I Wait, like... You, now, you picture <clears throat> all of it going for to one kid? Yeah, good I feel question. like you get a couple wigs out of that. Hopefully, yeah. That'd be nice. I hope so. The previous time I did it, they never sent me anything back. So I was just like... Well, that was a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, but this time they were like, "We got it. We got your stuff." So, if nothing else, that made me feel like someone potentially is going to get it. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, the hair is safe and sound, and then I'm back to being a. I can fit right into any sort of conservative political dinner now, guys. (laughs) Oh yeah, you (laughs) never. Do you find yourself at those often? No, but I just don't like being confused for someone that might. You know, I don't like, think anybody would. To look at you? No. Oh, good. Okay. No. Just talk yeah. about beer, and yeah. then they'll know right away. <laughs> <laughs> they'll know who they're dealing yeah, with. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I want to find more about that Locks of Love stuff. Can you get somebody who knows all about that on your show? Because I wanted to find out sure. about it, but I want you to interview him because you'll ask the questions I want to know. Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Tony, much. let's get on that. <laughs> sure. I'm on it. Yes. They're, already, they're already here. Uh, in the shower, does it feel weird? No, I've had this length hair for the majority of my life. So I, okay. was, I was just a duck to water. I was right back to it. Because <laughs> people were like, you're going to use so much extra shampoo. Like, come on, who are you dealing with? <laughs> <laughs> just something to be like, oh, no. Oh, this is enough. Oh, God. shampoo everywhere. <laughs> I was like, I was prepared. So there wasn't any big change. or anything. It mm. felt, I felt kind of bad, like maybe a little bit too robotic about it. It had no impact emotionally. Oh, interesting. I you didn't have all your emotions in your hair. <laughs> no, she asked me. She's like, are you ready for this? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, really? And I was like, are people not? And she goes, yeah, sometimes people have to like psych themselves up and it's a big like catharsis or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't have any of that. Did your head feel lighter? Yeah, a little bit. And, it, you know, you feel, like, it, you feel a little cooler. It gets really hot having all that hair. So, yeah. yeah. You guys know. You get it. I was you just know. thinking about haircuts. how hot this hair. My, right now, my hair is probably the longest it's ever been. And it's really time to cut it. Buzz wow. cut. There we go. Let's do it. Everybody. When I We're say- all getting the David Huntsberger this yeah. summer. When I say cut it, I'm talking like a few inches. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. Maybe some layers that are like a few more inches. But anyway. Um, and what was my point? I don't know. Yeah. Just that it's time. Uh, but then anytime someone gives me a compliment, I'm like, well, there's three more years of this. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, but Yeah. Um, but I will be someone, if I were to do anything dramatic, I'd be someone who would really have to psych my, I mean, I've been like thinking about doing something for, for years now. Maybe if I, I just, donated it though, I'd feel better. If anyone wants some like super fried hairs for styles that you were thinking about, what, what tempts you the most? The most dramatic one mm-hmm. would be, and by the way, my left eye feels like it is going nuts so right now. I want to know what's, uh, cause it's a sitcom twitch of like who, what neighbor in the video. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, <laughs> The most dramatic thing would be like a like a lob, probably. But I don't know. In my mind, successful Allison has a little <laughs> bit past shoulder length hair. Okay. Yeah. This Allison has really long hair, but successful sure. Allison has a little past shoulder <laughs> length hair. Oh, that actually, you, you, feel, you look like you're going to say something. You feel like you're mm. about to say something, Tony. <laughs> uh, I, I agree. Yes. <laughs> yes. That brings me to something that I was going to mention. But first, I just gave myself a paper cut. Oh, no. And second, I want to talk... Speaking of things that require medical attention, like this paper cut, um, figs. 
Figs are. <laughs> this is the best segue I've ever done. It says at Figs. the top of the page, give self injury of sort. Yeah. <laughs> I really commit. Figs make uh, scrubs and clothing oh. for medical professionals. Did you think I meant figs? I like, did. I no, did. No, and no, I was no. like, well, let's see how she gets there. Figs make uh, clothing for medical professionals, but you might want their stuff even if you're not a medical professional, if you want to just look like one, or if you just want a super comfortable hoodie with a lot of great pockets that is sleek and comfortable. I recently uh, was visiting someone at the hospital, and I was so tempted to ask the nurse if she was wearing figs, but she looked like she was doing something, and she wouldn't appreciate questions from me. But... She might have. If she's listening, yeah. were those figs? Because they, they looked like they might have been. <laughs> they look great. Are medical professionals practically superhuman? Yes. Shouldn't they have a uniform that supports them in every way possible? Also, yes. Figs is an incredible company <coughs> that's doing something about that. They design medical apparel that looks good, feels good, and helps medical professionals perform at their best no matter what their day throws at them. Uh, and they're comfortable, and you need some too. That that part was uh, I just I winged that, but good job successfully. <laughs> yeah, seamless. <laughs> they have lab coats, jackets, tote bags, compression socks, and more. Really, everything modern medical professionals need to take on long days and nights. Again, you don't have to be a medical professional to appreciate their stuff. So, was there a doctor in the house, or a vet tech, or a radiologist, or any other awesome human in the medical industry? And even if you don't work in the medical industry, you definitely know someone that does and should tell them about or gift them some figs. Listeners of Allison Rosen is your new best friend are getting 15% off for a limited time. Go to wearfigs, W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S dot com. Again, that's wearfigs, W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S dot com and enter code BESTFRIEND15 at checkout. I also want to tell you guys about American Home Shield. It's 2020. Time to hit Control-Alt-Delete and start fresh. Hopefully you hit Control-Alt-Delete a few months ago, but you're starting fresh now. And I want to help you control expenses and get your house in order. Join American Home Shield. They offer home warranties that cover a whole bunch of different systems in your house. We just had a microwave that broke. Had Had we had American Home Shield, we could have gotten it replaced for free instead of going through the hassle that we went through. Uh, I hope you learned your lesson. I did learn my lesson. Here's the thing. If you have a new house with new stuff, you might not think you need a home warranty uh, because usually you would perhaps opt for one if you have like a bunch of stuff that you know might not last. However, we were surprised and we were (laughs) caught unawares. Refrigerators, ovens, heating and air conditioning, plumbing, electrical systems, stuff insurance doesn't normally cover, stuff you don't want to mess with or go broke trying to get fixed. That's why you need American Home Shield. And now's a great time to sign up. Our listeners get $50 off any plan. Just go to ahs.com slash best friend. That's ahs.com slash best friend. ahs.com slash best friend. They're the nation's largest, largest provider. They've paid more in home warranty claims than any other company. It's added up to more than $2 billion in the past five years. ahs.com slash best friend. Okay. Good job. So, the first thing I ever wanted to be when I grew up 
was a psychiatrist. Okay. Very young. I decided that's what I want to be. Normal thing for a little child to want to be. I was six. It's weird, right? Mm-hmm. But then periodically I revisit it. It's, I think I like happened to get it sort of right around that age, but that's just by chance. Because usually at six, you're like, I want to be a vet or a marine biologist. And then you don't actually do that. But those are pop- or a, a, a fireman or whatever, an astronaut. Um, but then I remember after college when I felt a little bit lost uh, and I thought I was going to go to grad school, but then I, and I took a grad, a GRE prep course, and then I didn't end up taking the GRE and decided not to go to grad school. Uh, and then I thought maybe I should just become a therapist. And then I didn't do it then. And then the other day I found myself driving around thinking, maybe I should just become a therapist because, and don't worry, the podcast and I podcast, we're not going anywhere. Uh, and I don't, I'm probably not going to become a therapist, but <laughs> <laughs> So really don't worry. It's an excellent story. (laughs) The podcast isn't going there. Also, it won't be happening. (laughs) But I was just like, I feel, I I sort of reconnected with what I think is, what I often feel is my purpose, which is like, I want to make, I want to be of service. I want to make people feel less alone. I want to help people. I want to make them feel understood. And I the thing that I find like the most gratifying is the thing, the part of the podcast that I find the most gratifying is actually doing the podcast, talking to people, connecting with people. The part that I find sort of soul crushing is the stuff where I'm like, how do I make this interesting on Instagram? Just all the like promotion of it and the hustle and all of that. And, and I think the idea of taking a step out, a step back from show business, like just fully committing to connecting with people and not being in as tangentially as I am in show business anymore, not like trying to be in that race anymore sounded like a relief. Um, and I just felt like I just want more meaning in my life. And I, I feel a little bit like an asshole saying that because I feel like there's plenty of people who work jobs that they don't like at all. And, and to them, I probably look like someone who has a lot of meaning in my life in that, like, I pretty much get, I mean, I'm very lucky I get to do what I want. Um, but, and then I thought, you know, I, I'm very lucky. I can like, like for me, it was just like, I need to, I need to connect with my kids more. Like I can get meaning out of that. Those are little people who need me. But anyway, but I still do want, I, I, I do plan to go to my own therapist and bring up the fact that I'm thinking, should I just become a therapist? I'll, I let, think I'll let her decide. You'd <laughs> be an incredible therapist. Thank you very I think much. you'd be really, really good at Thank it. Thank you. I, um, I do think, I do think I would. Uh, the question is more like, is that like, do I really want, the, do I, first of all, do I want to go back to school? Do I want to do 3,000 hours? Do I want to get a little office? How would I decorate it? You know? <laughs> like, is that what I want my days to be like? I don't know. And also, could I be an effective therapist being world famous podcaster? You know, sure. these are things you have to consider. But my question for the table is, do you guys find that you're, what do you do about wanting to have meaning in your life? <laughs> That's a great, yeah, it's a great question. Uh, yeah, I think everybody has that, right? I don't know that anybody here is going to be like, well, I've always had it figured out. <laughs> um, and yeah. or do you have career things that you keep revisiting, you know, even just in fantasy? Mm-hmm. Mine is bopping around between this should be easier. 
And it's not anywhere What's I go. The it's always hard. The just whatever I'm currently pursuing. Mm. So when I was doing theater, I quit because it's too hard. And then I was doing personal training and I quit because it was too hard. And then I was writing and I quit because it was too hard. Now I'm podcasting and I'm sticking with that. But um <laughs> but yeah, it's uh you keep bouncing around to like some there's gotta be something that, that doesn't better. have uh, that just doesn't have an underbelly like the mm-hmm. like the promotion Got element it. of it. Um, I don't it. think there is. I don't think there is either. I think but there I think is. there's ways around it. Like maybe we get you a little like marketing person, a little social media person who mm. can do that for you. And I know that's hard to like let go of the trust. But if, right. if that was eliminated, it sounds like you'd like it. So maybe we can figure out a way to just kind of outsource that. Yeah. I don't. Maybe. Sure. Maybe, I mean, ma- but then maybe. there's also the, like I don't trust you, and I don't want you to not have my voice, and right. But it's also like I am involved in a job where that's. I think I'm maybe I'm bristling at the fact that that's a part. Of, but then again, if I had my own private practice, I would still need to promote. Well, yeah, because then it's building the practice and the clients yeah. leave all the time and insurance. Right. And I think you would come across or at least I experienced this in personal training is that you come across people who say they want something but will do nothing to get there and I think you would feel frustrated well I started thinking about that kiddos, too yeah that- like I've ar- I already quit my private practice because <laughs> I wasn't we weren't making the strides right. that I was looking right. to make you know right. yeah that's true I mean with a podcast you I it I feel like I can like you really get like a really enriching conversation right away. Like that's kind of the whole point. Um, whereas with therapy, it's a lot of sitting there listening to the person talk and probably not saying anything insightful because you're waiting for the right time. And right. I don't know. Um, a question though. Yes. These things that you quit because they're too hard. Like mm-hmm. What aspect of it was too hard? Theater was, I just wasn't good enough and I wasn't willing to like take the, well, and then because it costs a lot of money to get good with mm-hmm. that stuff. So the dance and the acting and the thing, it was just um, too expensive. And then I lost a passion for it. Personal training, same, is just, uh, I think the perfect personal trainer is a, a cheerleader and has technical know-how. Mm-hmm. And I was great at the cheerleading, but as far as like knowing every element of, of strength, to it, like I can, I can help women all the live long day. But my bodybuilders who would come in, I'm like, I don't want to research that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you look cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then writing the same. And I would always, I was never good at comparing somebody on my level. I was always good at comparing myself to the very, yeah. very best of the best. Um, and that would just seem unattainable. Um, and I think it's that um, that like growth mindset versus. Uh, there's a whole book about it. I think it's called Mindset, where a fixed mindset of just like you're born with talent or you're mm. not, and that's how it works. But that isn't how it works. Very few right. people are born with talent. You just put in your your time and you just keep getting back up. Um, yeah. And only now with podcasting, I'm like, I, this is embarrassing and I'm embarrassed that this is going to go out, but I'll do better next time. Or I won't. Or I'll try <laughs> to hit a spider and I'll miss. <laughs> <laughs> we still have that. That guy still has yeah, not dropped right, exactly. our B story. Exactly. I dropped him. <laughs> what about you, David? I think uh, that I'm not a great oracle to weigh in on these sorts of things. Because, <laughs> and I don't know who – I had uh, Matt Knudsen on my podcast recently. If you have, I think he is a, he's one of those good examples where like you can get the way you feel about things reaffirmed at times when you talk to someone that mm-hmm. has that sort of passion or, or does cheerlead you a little bit. Like, you're doing it. You're making great decisions. What you do matters. And I try to think of <clears throat> the things I like – and if they had had those same reservations, whether it's bands, if they had been like, ah, if we recorded, it won't be how we want it to sound. If we tour, people won't mm. come. 
But when I'm there, it means something to me, and I'm glad they stuck with it and did it, even if they have their own doubts or even if no one's there or anywhere in between. I'm glad people do what they do when they care about it. And I, you know, I think it's easy to compare when someone takes off and they're a, just a rocket ship through one of the social media sites yeah. or some sort of novelty mm-hmm. thing where you're like, well, that kind of sucks. So I just ignore those things, and I try to do whatever I'm doing because I like it. And even if that does – and you kind of have to let go of like financial um, dreams with that sort of stuff or, or just kind of – if you're always weighing it by metrics that like when I went to Romania and you kind of see a family all together and a horse and buggy, but they're right next to like a really fast paced freeway. And you see this juxtaposition of capitalism versus like this old style of like, let's all have a fire together. Let's go out as a family and get some firewood. I think that everyone likely is you in that. Wow. What if I'd have been a therapist? What if I do this? The reason they like what you do is because they there's a version of them that did that. So they go to these jobs that they hate, and they're kind of excited that like oh, Allison did it. Like she pursued she pooped this in other front thing. of her husband, <laughs> <laughs> but like talked about it. And I think they might have a job where like I could never tell a story like that. And the freedom that comes with being able to say that out into the world mm-hmm. is you, like you take that for granted. That that to some people is oh my god. If my boss heard that, my whole life would be ruined. Yeah. Mm. So they're they're living vicariously in the same way that we do. I, the number of times I've heard successful comedians or people on stage get off stage and go like, "Man, I know this is annoying, but there's a part of me that just kind of wishes I was just someone like driving a bus somewhere <laughs> or just kind of nondescript." I'm like you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I I acknowledge that I know I sound like an asshole a little bit right now. No, you don't though, because I think I I think when they say that we go, like, oh, you piece of shit, because you're not allowed to. You're conventionally successful mm-hmm. at one of the things, but when you're a kid, unless you're like a maniac that is like, I'm only gonna be this. Mm-hmm. Very few people are like that. I think mm-hmm. everyone is looking at like four or five different paths they right. did take, could have taken. Right. So you when you look over at another one, it doesn't make you insincere, and and some people do jump over and totally switch. And then I think most of us just live going like, what if, what if I was doing that right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, there, it's funny that we all kind of agree that there is a, something wrong, or at least there's a feeling that something's wrong if you haven't picked something and stuck with it. Like, this idea that you could switch, that should be the norm, like... We live a lot longer than humans used to live. And the idea that you could have we multiple... we have to work a lot longer, yeah. too. Yeah. Right. It's tough, you know? And it's like it, the idea that, you know, you've done something for a couple decades and now you want to try something else. Like, why is there anything wrong with that? Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's such a, a premium placed on ambition and like, oh, I know what I want to be and... You know, I knew what I wanted to be when I was 15. I was making Super 8 films. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) You know, it's like, why is that more valued than someone who didn't know what they wanted to be with 15? And they they drifted for a while and they they Mm. did lots of things and they had random jobs and it was 35 when they figured it out or it was 45. What the fuck is the difference? Who cares? Uh, James Lipton just died, 93. Yeah. yeah. Started inside the actor studio at 68. Oh, wow. Crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And that's the thing he's known for. We don't know the first 67 mm-hmm. years of his life. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. I didn't it's know he was 68. Yeah. yeah. Me neither. And he's like an institution. We think of him being wasn't, around like Mr. Rogers. Wasn't he a pimp? When he was younger no in Paris? Maybe. I think he was. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he's okay. lived a very colorful life. Uh, I... Um, 
have found myself at a point in life where I feel like I've given up and not willingly, but I've just like the, the feeling of trying to get things going has become harder and harder and harder to the point where I just don't have it in me to try anymore. And that's been really depressing. And I think that, um, I've been waiting until Owen gets a little bit older so that I can like, just take a step back and reevaluate like where I am because I had like, I was on a trajectory creatively and with my writing career. And then it kind of like some things happened and I got a little, you know, I made some, I don't know, bad choices, but it just, things didn't go the way I I wanted them to go. But I was like, ah, it's still going to happen. I'm still going to, and then it was like, you know, we had kids and then suddenly I'm now 46 years old and it's like, Oh, well, First of all, I don't think I want some of the things I wanted. So it's not like a tragedy. It's like I don't want to be a director like I did when I was 18 years old. So it doesn't feel like I look at friends that are doing that and I don't feel any like jealousy or anything because it's like, well, that's great. I don't want that for me. I don't Mm. want that life. Uh, I don't even really want to make films like uh, the way they do. That doesn't mean I don't want to do creative things, but like that just seems like not. but the fact that I can't answer the question right now of what I do want, because what I do want feels so small, like and maybe it's because I just have so little time. It's like, I just want to sit down and like do a creative project. And like that has no, that feels very self-indulgent because it doesn't have any kind of like outcome that is going to get me anywhere financially. <laughs> like it's just like I would, you know, if, if like if I could design the life. Soul. Yeah, like if I could design my life the way I wanted it to be, it would not involve things that are fruitful financially. It would be like, I would like to spend a couple hours a day at a foundry and like learn how to make, you know, lost wax casts and do cast bronze sculptures. And I would also like to do these other things. And it's like, but this is, these aren't things that would like, you know, this isn't a career, you know? Yeah, but there's too much of that where, you have to do something that is tangibly and conventionally rewarding so that when you go to dinner parties, what do you do? Well, oh, you know, and then you can kind of be humble about your house that you're secretly like, this is good, right? I'm doing good at life. This this is yeah. working out. Mm-hmm. I have a friend that's a musician and I, I, and I would never normally ask this question, but I was like, we were kind of having this sort of conversation. I was like, is there a musician that you, or is there, if you could pick any career, Whose would it be? And he was like, oh, I'd just take mine, but just I'd have more money. Aww, <laughs> and yeah. I think that's such that, an effective way yeah. to live your life. Yeah. Just yeah. keep doing stuff you like and figure out ways to stay alive. You know, you don't yeah. want to end up right. being homeless. But to sell that out, to do yeah. something that you don't like so that you do have money, but then you look at your career and like, I don't love this. But then you need health insurance. Like, <laughs> I don't have the freedom because we live in a, in a society that doesn't give people the freedom to pursue the arts unless they are rich. And that's not something I understood until I got a lot older that like, Oh yeah. The people I know who went on to get master's degrees in fine arts, they're all a bunch of rich dilettante fuck ups (laughs) who like had trust funds, you know, and no offense to people who have trust funds, but fuck you, (laughs) 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 you know, because uh, you know, I didn't have that freedom. And so I don't get to live the life of an artist and I'm bitter about it, but I'm hoping to change it. (laughs) 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 Tony, what about you? Where do you get meaning? Uh, Can I ask you a question first? Because I was thinking about this when you were talking about being back here and like being back for two weeks in a row and like 
when you previously like got off the road, stopped touring it, wore it on you. I was thinking about like you in the green room or even you like after a set, whether you hear the crowd and you're getting ready to go do an encore mm-hmm. and anyone listening third party, mo- because we're kind of conditioned <coughs> to think that's the dream. That's the life. I was, I would be like you of all people. I would think there'd be like, if I asked someone else this, I, I could see this being t- like tinted with a hint of like, shittiness to it but i was genuinely curious if there was a party that's like kind of looking forward to being back with like a steady schedule and being back home and like getting back to podcasting and just this Mm -hmm. slower thing and like that that seems to be in the so i was just curious if that's occurred to you at all during all that i think he's saying did you miss him (laughs) that's basically it um yeah, it it's um I was like as as great as the tour was, I was looking forward to getting back home and cuz I've been enjoying the transition to cuz I'm basically just working in podcasting full time now and so then it, which was it which took a long time to get there. Yeah. Cuz I when I left the band initially I did not know what I was going to do next, but I was just in a really bad mental state and I knew I needed to stop, but I didn't know what I was going to do next because I was doing like the one thing I knew how to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just kind of started messing with podcasting. And then like as years went on, eventually work started picking up and then I finally like started working out just in time to, Hey, want to come do a tour again? (laughs) Um, But like I, it is nice to have both sides, um, and but yeah, I think that no matter. I don't even know if I'm answering what you're what you're asking me. Um, I, I think that no matter what, I've found that. Well, well, we were by no means like this hugely successful band. Like we we. We're drinking your beer right now. We we went much further than I ever expected. But also, you know, at the end of the day, uh, the majority of people don't know who we are. And and that's fine. I I would never expect that. Um, But even hitting those certain levels where you you get to like, wow, I never thought I would be here. You kind of don't – there's never like a, a moment Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's never like, oh, we, we I did. did it. I'm I'm at that thing I've always wanted, mm-hmm. um, which in a way I think is probably good because you keep striving for for more. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I am I answering your question at all? I, I I'm trying I to get there, and now I'm trying to fully answerable. I mean, yeah. I think you are to a certain degree. That like, I don't know. I I would I would. Uh, describe what you're saying is like that that feeling of you just have to kind of enjoy it while it's happening as opposed to placing like a there it is there it's perfect or i've gotten through this finish line or this checkpoint yeah and but admittedly though even sometimes enjoying it while it's happening is not always easy which Mm -hmm. feels like a shitty thing to say yeah uh but i've definitely had plenty of those moments um you know there are times you just you're just yeah you're ready to just go home and (laughs) even though you're like oh this is the thing i always wanted to do and i'm getting paid to do it uh, you know it's still a job sometimes Mm -hmm. and a job that you don't go home at the end of the day you know yeah um 
And so I don't know, but but again, like sort of like you're saying, like you feel uh, like an asshole. <laughs> yeah, but like I feel that way in many ways because I think I've gotten extremely lucky now because I I did the music thing for a long time, and then like podcasting was kind of the other thing I was really into, and now I've transitioned into being able to do that, and now that's my second career that I've kind of gotten into. And I feel very lucky that I've gotten to do that. But also, like, I still have lots of, uh, you know, depression problems and things. Mm-hmm. Like, why? So, by reaching all these things, why do I not feel happier than I do? Right. Russell it's- Brand uh, said something, and I'm sure he was, I, I believe he was quoting someone else, but trying to change your external circumstance like thinking that changing your external circumstances is going to change your like interior your mood is like seeing a smudge on your face in the mirror and like trying to rub it off the mirror Mm. which i thought was really interesting because i also fall prey to thinking i always want to think whatever it is i'm feeling is situational so then i want to change my situation and like i don't think it ever really is Mm -mm, mm -hmm. oh i mean it can be in part it can be but yeah, I mean, especially when you're in this business, uh, I think it's more obvious, but I think it exists everywhere. You see people who are um, who are at various levels of success. You'll see people who are very successful, and they're just fucking miserable. Look at Bourdain. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, well, I think Bourdain might have had other issues. He was just depressed. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. But I think, but there are people who are just like, they never have enough and, and, and there's always someone more successful and they're just like, oh, and, um, you know, they get a job and they're immediately like, fuck, this isn't enough. I have to get a better job. And, mm-hmm. and you know, oh, I'm at the, you know, yeah, I'm at the Oscars, but I'm not in that limousine or, you know, and I'm not in like, I'm not with those people. I'm not considered. And it's like, you just get a clear picture about how this quest is not a quest for happiness. You, the, you know, I mean, it's almost cliche, but it's really fucking true. And and that, like, more and more I realize, no, we are human beings who have evolved over, you know, millions of years to find happiness with each other and by being of service to each other. And that's it. It's pretty simple. I mean, like, yes, there are clinical issues that come into play and can trip you up. But, like, that aside, like, the normal state of it, it's like you're not going to find happiness or contentment you, you, your circumstances can get better, but like through achievement, that can that can be part of it. But like, you'll have a better day if you connect with friends or you do something for someone. Mm-hmm. And you're nice to someone. You reach a hand out, mm-hmm. go volunteer yes. or whatever. Sit Those things hair. will just make you <laughs> feel better. And like, it's not whether or not you've like uh, done something that's a big deal. Well, on on that note though, that is a thing I've kind of wondered about that like sort of what you're saying is like if you were a therapist or something and you you know you're helping people and I'm I would assume that's got to feel rewarding, mm-hmm. but maybe it's the same like maybe it doesn't feel that right. rewarding to them in those moments because I'm, and I'm in no wherever go there you are. Yeah, and I'm in no way trying to compare what I've done to what they do, but like you know, uh, at shows often like people, and I'm sure it probably happens yeah. at like when you've done live shows where like people come up and like thank you for things and like 
say things that like you really like helped them through these dark times and the guy got you got them through these things and which is always very nice to hear but uh, uh i i don't know i don't really know in those moments i like always say thank you and i am grateful for it but uh, yeah there's a bit of a remove yeah it doesn't feel real totally um i know and so maybe i'm like trying to like step into that feeling more by like well if i'm in the room with them or something i don't know um yeah I felt it really felt like I was headed towards a point, and then I I just wasn't. I've let us all down with my I lack of a point. Involve that in your practice. <laughs> Hold on, just wait, wait with me for a minute. We're gonna get there. I think I'd prefer that of a therapist just being honest and being like, "Well, hold on." I, I also forget what I want to say. I briefly had a therapist who um, had gotten into it. I think later in life, and um, you know this person's approach was that they wanted to connect. And the problem that I had with this particular therapist was that uh, they wanted to talk about themselves the whole time. It was like very much like their opportunity to connect with someone and not like, so maybe being a therapist for those reasons, you know, it's like you're, you are there to listen and be, and, and not necessarily like connect the way you would connect with somebody and on a real level. Yes. In fact, like the last three sentences I said, I'm in my head, I'm like, should I have Tony cut those out in case I ever do become a therapist? And someone <laughs> listens and they're suspicious of the reasons I got into it. <laughs> nah, I don't think so. No, no one will find this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I think we've done it. We did it. We have put out, I mean, it's not out yet, but <laughs> by the time you hear it, 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 it is. Yeah. Um, we, What's the future past junctive? Of done, past mm. you know, like did, we did it. We did. did it. We did it. it. Did it. Did it. We did it. We have created. We will did we've it. Set the bar so high, you guys. It got dud. <laughs> uh, I would like to say hello to my new patrons, Brandon, Melissa, Mel, and Christina. Hello. Uh, <laughs> I hope you feel em- embraced with that. Hello. Uh, we just, I just did a live stream over the weekend. Super duper fun. Boy, I mean, if that doesn't sell it, folks. Yeah, I believe it. Come on. Sold. What Double are you in. waiting for? I remember I was uh, going, I was doing a thing on the local news in New York where I was like, I forget New what York? I was. What were you doing in New York? Oh, did you know that I, I guess I don't mention much. I used to live there. Oh. Um, I was, it was something involving food. This is such a great story. <laughs> uh, I was like talking about different dishes. I don't remember why, but the, some famous restaurant, I was going to be talking about their food. So they invited me plus someone to come and like they, you know, comped our dinner and it was really good. And I, went, I brought my sister and I, th- I think I was trying the dishes that they were going to be sending to the TV station that I was going to be talking about the next day. And I was, I just, I said, it's really, it's really good. And she's like, I really think they're going to want more. They're going to want more detail than that. Like <laughs> if they are, you know, bringing you on TV to talk about the food, you're going to have to say more than it's, more it's than good. It. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. So anyway, the live stream was fun. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Allison Rosen. Listen to Childish, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. I'm also on Cameo and I have a book out and go to AllisonRosen.com for everything else. Oh, oh, oh. 
Thank you so much for your reviews on Apple Podcasts. Please keep those coming. It helps out the show. And I'm going to do iTunes comments of the week soon. Renee, where might we find you? Yes, I have a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog? And uh, this week we have Wishbone on uh, of the PBS show. uh, Oh. Wishbone, the voice. The voice of Wishbone, who is a delight. It's always so great when your childhood heroes are nice and sweet. Uh, So if you like dogs and you like Wishbone, check that out this week. Uh, And then I'm on Instagram at Renee S. Colbert. Wonderful. David? Yeah, uh, the Junk Show is this weekend, and that ties. In, it's um, which is March eighth, Sunday. It's always the second Sunday at the Copper Still at eight p.m. And that is something that uh, there were periods when I was doing it where if the crowd was a little light, I would just be, "Why am I doing this?" Mm-hmm. And then I would just watch the show and be like, "I love this. I love watching the show." And typically, when people come, there's something unique about the atmosphere or like those little moments in life. I think existentially, there's something to that where if there is any kind of afterlife, they'd be like, "How'd it go?" And you're like. I had a 401k and I I was hardly ever took any vacation time. They'd be like, I don't think you did it right. Nope. Yeah. yeah. I think you need to have some moments that you genuinely remember. It will have very little to do with your bank account more often than not. And I don't, I'm not one of those people that likes being told like, here's a recipe, do this. But I think unequivocally the best advice is to just take a, a couple of minutes each day and list off a few things you're thankful for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your mood improves. Maybe get some sun, drink water, those sorts of things. But Are you saying that to me? To everyone. <laughs> everyone. <laughs> I'm pale and I hate water. <laughs> <laughs> those things like all impact our moods. Yeah. But the biggest one, I think, is just taking a moment to be like, oh, I could be so much worse. I'm so glad I have this, this, mm-hmm. this, and this. You'll likely find like some abundance there. Um, and the thing I shot, I'm really happy with how it's turning out so far in editing. I'm, and I'm really excited for it to come out. And the other one I made is uh, One Head Beast. It's on Amazon Prime. If you have, uh, you can see it on Roku as well. Anyway, that's what I'm up to. The Space Cave, the uh, latest guest is Matt Knudsen. He's great. Kind of ties into this conversation. And oh, I'm going to be in Salt Lake City March 13th and 14th at Wise Guys opening for Nick Swardson. So if oh, you're there, cool. Oh, yeah. Old, old comedy pal of mine. And we haven't done shows together in quite a while, so this will be kind of a fun reunion. Fun. Yeah. He's so funny. He's the best. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And maybe I'll try to sneak in a ski day even. So yeah. oh my let goodness. me know if you've got I just went a while ago. I forgot how much I love it. It's the best. That also yeah. happened to me this year. Really? The best. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I could go on and on. Skiing's so good. Daniel? Well, my advice to people if you want to live a happier life is uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Daniel Quantz. Uh I'm not at all bleeding followers as though I just cut a major <laughs> artery in my thigh with all of my political tweets. That's not happening. <laughs> Listen, folks, I'm telling you, stop unfollowing me. <laughs> it's just not a good idea. You should, you got to stick, you got to stick with it. It's like, it's like a test of character. You know, but can you handle Yeah, Can you handle it? Can you? <laughs> <laughs> you will be so you'll feel so good about yourself if you if you stuck with it after the end of this year okay <laughs> Tony uh, at Tony Thaxton Twitter and Instagram my podcast Bizarre Albums every Tuesday this week is a soundtrack called for uh, Bathtubs Over Broadway which is mm. uh, it kind of takes an explanation it's a documentary on Netflix highly recommend watching it Bathtubs Over Broadway and then listen to my show about the soundtrack Perfect. Um, Listeners, thank you for listening. You guys, thank you for being on the show. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Alice and Rosen show? We had a good time. 
now we gotta go. 